0: I'm Brad Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSEN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNF,
1: Kinston. and welcome to hour two of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore uh, Community College. This is episode one hundred five. It's hour two of episode one oh or one thousand and five. Goodness gracious, Scott! I- I'm all excited about uh, having a ter- about uh, Isaac Parson joining us here in just a couple yeah. of minutes and. The great Terrence Copper joining us here on the show, dude. uh,
2: I'm getting all my numbers wrong, man. (laughs) It's all good. It it is uh, one to get excited about, one of the good guys, and I can't can't wait to go down uh, memory lane with him, pick his brain. It, it's going to be fun.
1: It is going to be awesome. Today is Friday, January the 19th in the Year of the Lord 2024. Like I said, hour two of episode 1005 of the Brian Hank Show. If you missed the first hour, let me tell you, as good as the second hour is going to be, you, uh, we had a really good first hour with Zach Pierce from South Lenore, uh, the girls program there. They host North Lenore tonight. Uh, the boys' game of North, North, South, North will be right here on 960 AM and on betonthebull.com. dot uh, Be sure to tune in to that. Uh, Barry Stallings, uh, uh, Austin Terrell, Jason Bryant, myself will be down at South North tonight, bringing you that uh, right around six o'clock, six thirty somewhere, right in that window. Uh, we'll get, we'll text it out, or we'll uh, tweet it out there, and Facebook it out there, and let you know uh, when that uh, when we'll be going live. But uh, we'll be bringing you uh, the last, what, the last couple of quarters, I guess, of the uh, girls between North, North, South, North, and then also uh, the whole boys game. So that'll be fun. And then Paul Whittington, you know him, right? Yeah, I know him uh, somewhat (laughs) well. Uh, We talked to him, did a lot of uh, NFL talk. Uh, talked a little NASCAR, talked a little Carolina Hurricanes there at the end. But if you missed our first hour, go I can tell you all you have to do, go to BrianHanks.com or listen to the replay right here on 960 and BetOnTheBull.com. And if you're listening to uh, us on 252 Fox Sports down in New Bern in Greenville, all you need to do is uh, go to BrianHanks.com, go to uh, uh, all the other places, and you can listen to our first hour because you're only getting – uh our uh, second hour here on uh, f- uh 252 Fox Sports. Uh Jason Bryant wanted me to ask you, did you hear the uh the Chicken Little part? No. Did, did you know no, did you know that Paul's nickname in the army was Chicken Little? Or at the with the fire department here?
2: Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> um Yeah, that that was actually a whole thing that was actually pretty funny. I do remember um I I do remember when that happened.
1: I did not. So uh, that was news to me, so uh, I'm pretty excited about that to uh, start calling him Chicken Little all the time, okay? There you go. (laughs) There you go. Hey, we're going to get IP up here on the phone with us for uh, TGIF with IP. Before we do that, though, let me think. We have not talked about Lenore Community College yet. Let me tell you about them. For 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kenston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you so much to Richie Honeycutt, to Dr. Rusting Hunt, to uh, Catherine Pearson, to uh, all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hank Show. We truly do appreciate them. And joining us right now, on our Spence Automotive guest line, we've been tearing up our Spence Automotive guest line this morning, but it's uh, uh, it's time for our NIL visit, our weekly NIL visit with Winston Salem State junior point guard and former Kenston star Isaac Parson. Man, uh, I love talking to you the morning after a big win, and Lord knows you guys had a big win last night uh, on the road, or I'm sorry, at home against St. O- or. At home last night against St. Augs. Good morning. How are you doing this morning, IP? Uh, doing, doing good. How about yourself? I am doing very, very good. Uh, you've got uh Scott Whittington here uh too. We're both going to be uh talking to you here for the next 10 minutes or so. And uh first off, I mean the, the easy uh thing to talk about is uh you guys improved to 12 and 4 overall. You're six and one in the CIAA. Uh hey, listen, I know every game you go into IP you know, you, you're confident. And you feel like you're going to win that game. I don't even care if you were getting ready to take on the Milwaukee Bucks. You, you're going to have confidence that you're going into that game. You're going to win it. But any idea you guys were going to have the kind of game that you did last night in an 88-45 to 45 win? Um, I feel like we had a potential
3: to it just depending on how how well we locked in. And we, we executed um, all throughout the game. Um, we switched up defenses. And like I said, we just executed.
1: Uh, That's awesome. Uh, I mean, execution, obviously, one of the keys to the victory. What else was important for you guys in uh, last night's win, IP? Um, Another
3: thing that was important for us to win was uh, following the scout, um, knowing that where the shooters were, they had a couple shooters in number 23, I mean, number 24 and number 25. So we, we just had to know that we couldn't help out there, but everybody else was uh, pretty much a driver. So basically just knowing the scout, um, boxing out, and yeah, that um, yeah, this game wasn't going to be a fast-paced game like that.
1: See, what I've always liked about you, and and this is where I've compared you to Josh Dawson in the past, is that when – your team needs the points, and that was a deal when you were at Kenston High School. It's a deal now with you at Winston-Salem State. You're, you're not about, I mean, you could have scored 18, 20 points last night, but instead you distributed the ball, g- gave other guys a chance to uh, have that. I mean, uh, Jalen Parker, of course, with 18. Uh, uh, Shaw last night, Casey Shaw was 16, and even Jalen Austin last night with 13. You like giving those other guys on your team the opportunity to, uh, to, to lead the scoring, don't you?
3: Uh, yes, sir. You know, sometimes um, it takes the pressure off me. You know, every night gonna be my night. Um, Jalen had it going, so, you know, I just had to keep on him. Uh, Casey had it going in the transition, so I just kept uh, pitching the ball in it. You know, Jalen Austin just gonna be Jalen Austin. <laughs>
1: and Amaji last night, oh, ho-hum, just another, uh, you know, almost double-double, eight points, ten rebounds. And I got to tell you, when I see him only have one block shot, I go, wait a minute, what in the world's wrong? I'm used to seeing him with three, four, five, even seven or eight blocks at a time. But it, just, it was just, I guess, the opponent, right?
3: Uh, I guess so. I guess it was the opponent. I ain't going to say that. <laughs> this game, might have like five blocks. But, you know, like I said, every night is not going to be uh, everybody's night. Uh, last night was uh, Jalen
1: and,
3: and KC and um, J-Hoop. I feel like that's the good thing about this team.
1: Anybody Absolutely. On the line with us right now, it's TGIF with IP uh here on the Brian Hanks show every Friday in our uh second hour in the eight o'clock hour. You get to hear uh Isaac Parson from Winston Salem State University. I do need to backtrack uh, to last Saturday's game, though. Uh you, you guys hadn't lost uh since November. In fact, since November twenty-ninth, but a tough seventy-nine to seventy loss in Charlotte at Johnson C. Smith University. Uh just uh, what what happened in that game, dude?
3: Uh, yeah, we lost uh John C. Smith on the road um, it was just it started with me, me uh, being like the practice, but um, it was just bad execution overall, um you could feel that we weren't right there um and ain't a lot like I said, could be anybody's night. Uh, we were playing on the road. We didn't, we didn't get out to a bad start, but we didn't get out to a great start. Um, and they were just making shots.
1: I, I got to ask you, this is one of those deals, especially since you've gotten to uh, Winston-Salem. And uh, and listen, I, everybody knows, I mean, the proud tradition that uh, Rams basketball has there in Winston. But it had had, you know, a, a couple of down years and all that. But after winning the CIAA last year – how much of do you feel like there is a target on your chest for a game like, you know, like last week in Charlotte again, or last Saturday in Charlotte against Johnson C. Smith that, you know what, maybe in past years they wouldn't have been as fired up to play you, but with you guys being the defending uh, CIAA champs, now you've uh, kind of like the way it is when you played at Kenston when you had won 13, 14 years in a row, the uh, conference championship and all the state championships and all that. Uh, you guys have a target on your chest in Winston now, don't you?
3: Uh, yes, sir. You know, um, it's always a target on your back after uh, you've won a lot of games. Um, guys are going to be fired up to play, you know, just like how it was at Kent. uh you know. Um, so that's what Coach the other today. You know, we will always be everybody's best and we just kind of be ready for whatever happens in the game.
1: You know, which leads me to my next question, and I think this is a, almost a common sense kind of thing here that – Hey, I don't even know if it's common sense, but just how you yourself, Isaac Parson, do you like being a favorite going into a game? Do you like, you know, going into, uh, like tomorrow we're going to talk about, we're going to preview the Claflin game tomorrow, or even last week, Johnson C Smith, especially Fayetteville state coming up next week, uh, which is going to be a huge game in Fayetteville. Do you like going on the road and, and having that target on your chest? Or do you like being the underdog going into a game or do you have a preference in all IP? Um, I don't really have a preference, but I do like kind of going on the road. Um, it
3: kind of shows us uh, how tough we are, you know, because in CIAA it's hard to get road wins. Everybody's good at all. So um, I feel like during the first half of the season we're pretty, we we did pretty good on the road, so we just got to continue to keep doing what we're doing. Once we're on the road, we got to be able to uh, come out in a good start and follow the scout and just execute.
1: Very good. Again, that voice you're listening to uh, every Friday here on the Brian Hanks Show. It's TGIF with IP. Uh, I, you know what? I know we talked about it a lot last week with you being named HBCU uh, National Player of the Week the last week, uh, the uh, CIAA Player of the Week. Uh, any more uh, reaction to that? Uh, what, what has that been? What has that been like in the? The extra week after that, have you heard anything else about it? I know you did a national interview. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. How did the, how did all that go and all the reaction to you being named the, the best player in HBCU basketball last week? Um, It was a good uh, experience uh, for the week. You know, I'm just trying to
3: uh, carry it on throughout the season, uh, keep winning with my team. And, and just continue to uh, stay in the gym and stay focused.
1: Well, very good. Well, i tell you what, let's uh, go ahead and segue then to uh, tomorrow's uh, big game. I mean, <laughs> Claflin University, it was funny. I had uh, my friend Mark Panicelli on from uh, New Bern uh, 252 Fox Sports, and I was asking him, where is, you know, did he know where Claflin University is? He didn't pass it. Hey, I've got Scott Whittington. Pull your mic down, Scott. Do you know where Claflin University is, Scott Whittington? Tennessee? <laughs> no, tell him where it is. Uh, IP. Uh,
3: it's in South Carolina.
1: Yep, it's wow. in Orangeburg, South Carolina. Hmm. Ironically, I th- no, I think uh, uh, Mark Panicelli said he thought it was in Missouri, but I had to tell him no, no, no. It's in Orangeburg, South Carolina. <laughs> tell us a little bit about Claflin. Uh, you guys have, uh, you know, I know you uh, practice or well, you played last night. You'll be practicing and preparing for them. What do you know about Claflin going into uh, tomorrow afternoon's game down in Orangeburg?
3: Um, class was
1: a real uh, scrappy team uh, last
3: year in the regular season. We lost them. And then in the CIAA, we beat them. So being that uh, going on the road and, and we knocked them out of the tournament, um, you know, it's going to be one of them Lincoln type of games where, you know, some of them are lot of motion on the court. Guys are going to be ready to play. So um, this is a big test for us to see can we handle it.
1: Absolutely, and I tell you what—we'll end our visit with you uh, with this here uh, IP. What do you guys have to do well? I mean, especially coming off an, an easy win like you had last night, eighty-eight to forty-five against St. Augs. Uh, hey, how, how does that? What, what did you learn? I guess last night, and what do you guys have to do well tomorrow to come away with a victory against Claflin? Who, by the way, they've only lost one game in the conference. I think they're five and one in the CIAA right now. I mean, this is not going to be a. And an easy game tomorrow. What do you guys have to do well to uh, win that game tomorrow night, especially coming off last night's easy win?
3: Um, what I learned yesterday was um, we just got to keep playing how we're playing, which means playing together as a team. If if they're trying to double die, we got to be ready um, for the kickout. And if, if you're not a shooter, we got to be ready to uh, cut to the basket. Um, but the way we – what we need to do against classmen, is uh, preventing their fast breaks. They kind of got a guy like, like Avery Hudson from John C. Smith that likes to run the floor. Um, they're a really fast paced team, so we got to get back on defense. And they got a couple guards as well.
1: No, that's awesome. Can't wait to see you guys come away with a dub then. You've got on Wednesday Shaw University. We won't talk about that, but I got to tell you. A week from tomorrow, uh, we're planning on being in Fayetteville to uh, see you and uh, your Rams take on Fayetteville State. We always know what kind of atmosphere that game is down at uh, in Fayetteville at Fayetteville State. So, uh, listen, good luck tomorrow. Good luck against Shaw. We will talk to you next uh, Friday on TGIF with IP. Saturday, team next Friday. Thank you so much. That's Isaac Parson, our TGIF with IP visit with him every week. And I, I know you, Scott, as being a Kinston alum, you got to be very proud of the kind of season that he and Jeremy Dixon are having. And heck, we'll even throw Green Central's Amaji Dot in there. They're they're really doing well, aren't they?
2: They are. <clears throat> wow, well, sorry. They they are. It's great to see uh, see them um, continuing what they did at Kinston High School. And yeah, you threw Amaji in there. You know. Uh, Image, ah, even though he's a green yeah guy. He, he was at green when i was in high school and he kind of he kind of hurt our feelings a little bit so, but you know <laughs> hey good for amaje he's doing his thing but no it's good to see ip and jeremy uh tearing it up this year and they're, they're making Kenson so proud and uh man i'm it, it's been fun following that uh Salem state basketball club and uh hopefully they keep it going i know man i just
1: very very proud like i said of isaac parson uh heck even his little brother isaiah parson mm-hmm. and uh His teammate on the Kenson High School basketball team, Tyreek Copper. Are you familiar with him, Scott? I am very familiar with with that name. He's a heck of an athlete. And I got a heck of a father, too. And he is on our Spence Automotive guest line right now joining us. And listen, since we uh, got him booked, I know I've been excited. Like being a Mm fanboy excitedly Mm -hmm. all week, talking about having him here on the show. Man, we are so honored. I know you are, Scott. I know I am, too. Uh, to join us here this morning on our Spence Automotive guest line. Terrence Copper, ECU legend, former NFL player. And uh, like I said, uh, with all those, uh, all those uh, adages, all those uh, great titles there, I think being a dad is probably about your favorite title of all of them, isn't it, Terrence? It is. How y'all doing? We are doing very <laughs> you. Good morning, sir. Good morning, good morning. Yes, that
3: is favorite title of the a father. That is something that. That I look forward to every day. <laughs> uh,
1: I, you you can tell it uh, the games that you're at and all that. And listen, we've got so many things to talk about over the next fifteen minutes or so. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I but I just want to start. Uh, I like to do these uh, these interviews in a linear fashion here, Terrence, and just you know find out a little bit. It's your first time as a visitor here on my show, but you're one of those few guys that you know. A lot of times I'll have somebody on the show on their first visit, and I get them to introduce themselves because people don't know them. Pretty much everybody in Kenston, Lenore County, in eastern North Carolina knows who you are, Terrence. But still, uh, introduce us to yourself. Tell us a little bit about uh, about growing up in eastern North Carolina. And uh, just introduce yourself to our audience here, Terrence. So so I'm from Little Washington. Uh, of course, my name
3: is Terrence. i from Little Washington. Born and raised there. Uh, after high school, I went to Washington High School. After high school, I had a full scholarship to East Carolina to play football. So I went to East Carolina for my next year. After then... Once I left East Carolina, I can't say graduate, but once I left East Carolina, uh, I ended up going to the NFL and ended up retiring in my 10th year. Uh, played uh, years with Dallas, three years with New Orleans, a half a year with Baltimore, and five years with Kansas City. And then once I retired, I came back home to my, my Greenville area, and I opened up a sports academy. Opened a sports academy up where we catered to kids, uh, at the school program, summer program, football, uh, program, programs, summer programs, football programs, basketball programs—all things really just to cater to the kids and give them something that I wish I had at this at their age. Uh, so, when we came back, opened up the sports academy. Then my wife, she opened up a cleaning company, Purple Lavender. Um, and she does an awesome job, uh, and not only does she run Purple Lavender, she actually runs a premier sports as well. So she's definitely. She does a lot for for our, our household, for our programs. Uh, life is definitely there. Uh, and then after that, you know, my son, my oldest son, he went off and, and went to college, went to East Carolina, just like I did, played football. And the crazy thing about that is 20 years later, I come back, because I never graduated. I come back and I graduated in May uh, wow. from college with my son. He graduated at the same time. Wow. So we walked the stage together. Uh, It was an amazing time, a crazy time, but it was an amazing experience. Uh, So
1: I'm just happy to be back in the area. That is amazing, that is so awesome uh listen i'm gonna uh, unpacking some of the stuff you told us there. I'm trying to remember I was at the free press I re- of course, I remember when you were at little washington uh with <laughs> with all the acclaiming you had everything there, but I'm trying to remember who else did you consider? I know that you know obviously you went to e c u became when you graduated from e c u the all time leading receiver there uh on in several different categories, but who else did you consider uh when you uh when you signed with e c u you know Crazy thing about it was, so
3: me and my wife has been, we was girl we was boyfriend girlfriend then. So we was dating back then in high school. Uh she was actually pregnant with my son, my oldest son, we was just talking about that when, we went to high school as well. So she was pregnant, so she was pregnant at a younger age. And that was a real big point for me staying in this area. But not only that, I didn't get eligible I didn't get academically eligible until right at the last minute. But East Carolina offered me my junior year, and so when they offered my junior year, like I, said, I wasn't eligible yet, but I didn't get eligible to my senior year. And once East Carolina offered, and once I got eligible, I got offered by Penn State, Kentucky, Notre Dame, um, South Carolina, Wake Forest, and it was a couple of a couple of more. Years. But I stayed true to East Carolina for two reasons. For one, I grew up. Well, I say. But when I grew up in the eastern East North Carolina part. So I always loved East Carolina. They was in my backyard. I always loved it. The next reason was, of course, my wife, was well, she was pregnant at the time. I wanted to stay around my son. I didn't want to go too far, even though Penn State was my favorite team. The third reason was, Coach did an amazing job recruiting me. So once he offered me, he broke into his office and said, listen, cop, and he told me everything that he was going to do for me when I got to East Carolina. And he didn't lie. He hit on every single thing. But one thing he told me, he said, if you go on any other visits, I'm going to pull my scholarship from you. <laughs> <laughs> and that right there, and listen, that right there kept me at bay because he knew back in that time, I'm talking I'm telling my age now, back in that time, he <laughs> knew if I would have went to another school, if I went to another school on their visit, more than likely, I probably would stay in East Carolina because of all the other bells and whistles that the other schools had that they probably was going to try to pull me in with. So that was his thing. Well, listen, if you go on another visit, I'm pulling your scholarship, and that kept me at bay. So those are the three things that kept me here, and I'm glad it did.
2: Terrence, you just mentioned uh, Coach Logan, and, and I just want to know what was it like playing for legendary ECU coach uh, Steve Logan?
3: Amazing. He was. He was the reason why, I wouldn't say just him, but that coaching staff that he put together along with himself was the reason why my transition to the NFL was so much easier. I'm not going to say it was easy, but it was so much easier because he ran his program, like NFL offense, uh, like an NFL system. So once I got to the NFL, I was so much more prepared uh, because I heard everything that the team I went to, the Cowboys, all of their terminology was the exact same terminology that I was hearing at East Carolina. But what we call apples, they may call oranges, but it was the same exact thing. you know. So that part, the learning curve, of just under, understanding the new names, but the terminology and the schemes and stuff, we was already doing that at East Carolina. So once I got there, that was a huge reason of why I stayed in the because I could play every position on the field. I was a great block and I played every position on the field, but all of that comes from coach logan his coaching staff and that's just the football part of it but him as a person and the things he's done for me as a person even when it comes to give me advice when it comes to coaching uh, since i'm in this coaching world now you know so coach logan is an amazing person not just during that time he's still pouring into my life now
1: that is awesome that voice you're listening to you know who it is it's terrence copper joining us this morning here on the Brian Hank show going down memory lane a little bit here. Uh, and I just wanted I wanted to uh, just, you were talking about coach Logan and great question there, Scott, by the way, but uh, just some of your favorite memories. I mean, obviously <laughs> uh, leaving ECU as the all-time leading receiver and uh, touchdown receptions and yards and all that, that had to be up there. But what are some of the, what are your, some of your favorite memories from wearing the purple and gold?
3: My memories are for one, the crowd. The fan base, that is the first thing that jumps out at me. East Carolina, our fan base, when we're rolling, we're rolling. We're one of the top in the country when it comes to our fan base. Uh, that is what miss about East Carolina. Uh, just being able to to walk out of the stadium. The crazy thing about it, I had a, I don't know, I had a epiphany a a or something, but once I walked out of the stadium for graduation, that was my first time walking in the stadium. Uh, for graduation, since I graduated, since I left East Carolina and playing, so when I walked out on the field, and when I'm walking out of the tunnel to go to graduation, my seat you have all these, you have all these people there watching the kids graduate. But for me, it was a flashback because I'm thinking I'm walking out of the tunnel, and I'm, <laughs> I'm getting look, I'm grabbing my son' arm like, man, I'm getting juiced up, ready to play. I'm just going out for graduation. But it was the, it was the first time I walked out on the football field. Carolina and fans in the stands just screaming for us, and it just brought back memories because that's one part that I love about East Carolina was our fan base. Uh, The next thing I miss about East Carolina is it's not really any plays. It's the locker room. The locker room is what I miss about playing the game of football, Uh, not just East Carolina, but everywhere. It's the locker room. It's the guys that you meet. It's the personalities that you encounter times bad times is when you argue with each other, is when you're happy with each other, it's when you just got to, uh, just you it's just everything that comes with that locker room. Uh, that is what you you miss the differentities guys uh, the, the Florida guys just rowdy all the time. You know, you miss the locker room and that's that's a big piece of for me. Uh, I miss the fan base and I miss the locker room.
1: I've got to ask you, and again, uh, Terrence Copper on the line with us right now here on the Brian Hanks Show. What kind of locker room presence were you? And let's let's make this a three-parter here, Terrence. <laughs> no, I, exactly. I want to start in high school at Little Washington. What kind of pre- presence were you there? What kind of presence were you when you were at, in Greenville at ECU? And then what kind of presence were you in uh, your four stops and your ten years in the NFL, Terrence? So
3: in high school – you know, high school is high school. I was I was on varsity as a freshman, so I started varsity as a freshman. So my freshman year, I was hanging out with older guys because that's who I was on the team with. So, and as a freshman, you really don't really know who you are coming into high school. You just get just getting out of middle school, so you're just trying to fit in. You're just trying to fit into the pack. You're not trying to do too much, uh, but you're trying to do enough to stand out and, and stand in with the pack. So that was me as a freshman. Uh, but but of course, after my freshman year, my sophomore year, junior, year, senior, year, I just stepped into more of a leadership role. Um, my sophomore year stepped into the leadership role, but definitely my junior and senior year, uh, I was more of a leadership role. I'm not really a I could I can be a rah rah guy when I was that young, but I was more of a. I just had a certain mentality that I had. I had a good time, but I had a certain mentality. But I also I was I had a blue collar mentality. Once I got to the, and once I got to East Carolina, I was just trying to figure it out because once I got to East Carolina, especially my first year, coach Connors was still there. He used to run us to death. So first of all, I ain't even thinking about leadership. I'm just thinking about surviving. You know, because <laughs> we're doing, you got to think, who's was doing three a days at that time. There wasn't two a days. Who's doing three a days during the summer when it came to practice. when I was at East Carolina. So, that part, especially being young, I'm, and I'm missing conditioning as a as a young guy coming in. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm just trying to survive. I'm trying not to get cut because I wasn't used to that type of running that Coach Connors used to put on us. But I'm thankful for it because what he did, he made me so mentally tough. That's another reason why I was able to get to the NFL and last as long well because of the way I was coached by Coach Connors uh, when it comes to conditioning part of it. Uh, so I just want to give a shout out to him. That's a big reason why, and I know, you know, he went off to, a, to Carolina differences, but Coach is a big reason why a lot of us, a lot of athletes that he's worked with that got to the next level. That's the reason why we stay for a long time because of our work ethic that we got from Coach Conner, you know, so, but once I got to, once I got to college, again, back, back to college, i Once I figured out how to survive and how to make it, I stepped into the leadership role of more of I was verbal, but not as verbal, but I was really a hard worker. I showed everything by example, and I just worked my butt off. And that was kind of my state lead when I got to the NFL. It wasn't a point to to where I was just a rah-rah guy, but I had a way of getting to my teammates. I had a way of talking to my teammates and getting the best out of them and explaining things to them. So that is the reason why my last two years in the league, I was team captain two years in a row for the Kansas City Chiefs because of my, my people skills and uh, how my teammates respected how I went about my business and also how I talked to them and how I motivated them as well. So that was me. I wasn't a real rah-rah guy, but I was a work hard guy. I was a workhorse. And that was that was my career.
2: Uh, So you talk. We're talking about you know being a leader in the locker room, vocal guys. Who are some of those? If you can think of some right now throughout your NFL career, who are some of those that stuck out to you that you just had respect for and you you were ready to run through a brick wall for that guy?
3: Oh my goodness. Okay, hands down, my top two guys, and this thing, this not taken away from nobody that I've been around because I have been on some great teams and had some great player teammates. Eric Berry is one. Eric Berry played safety for the. He played safety for Tennessee Volunteers in college, and when he got to the city, uh, he was he was safety for us. This is the reason why I respected him so much. Eric Berry was a All Pro safety, All uh, All Pro, uh, made the Pro Bowl plenty of times playing a safety position, especially when he was when he was healthy. But people don't realize this. He played all special teams as well, and by me playing a lot of special teams. You got to respect a guy like Eric Berry that is a starter, that is a starter uh, at the safety position, not just a starter. He's a pro bowl of safety and still get out here on, on the three. He, didn't get, he wasn't on four core, but he was on three core special teams and still playing as hard as he did. And, and in practice, it didn't matter how practice went. If the running back got the ball and he, he took off running, he ran 80 yards because the running back have to finish plays. He finished the play with the running back. So he'll tag off on the running back, and he'll sprint right down the field with the running back just like he does. He'll jog back to the huddle. Next play, he did the exact same thing. I've never seen a guy practice as hard as he has and take special teams as, as important as he does, being a starter and a Pro Bowl safety. That right there did, was everything for me. So that's one of those guys that I would, I would go through a brick wall for because of how he respects the game of football, and how he works his butt off. The next person is Drew Brees. Hands down, Drew Brees. I'm telling you. I got a chance to play with Drew Brees for three years. And he is a guy that if he called me right now, cop, I need you to come to California. I need you to do something for me. I'm on the neck smoking right now, going to see if if he's okay or what he needs. Like, Drew Brees is that guy that he's the first person in the locker room. He's the last person out of the locker room. He's the first person on the football field. He's the last person in the football, the last person off the football field. He studies his work. Not only is he prepared, he has to make sure everybody else is prepared. <clears throat> the way he goes about his business is so much, it's just a professional. That is how you go about any type of leader that you want to follow, Drew Brees is how you go about your business. Even the way he talked to his players, it didn't matter. It don't matter if he was a if he was a starter or you was barely on the team on practice squad. He treated everybody the same. He talked to everybody the same. It didn't matter if if it was a fan. If Drew Brees would come up and talk to you just like you've been knowing him all his life. You would not know he's Drew Brees unless you know he's Drew Brees. You know, and that is the two guys that to this day. And like I said, there's other guys that I I love out there, but those two guys, they just jump out at me.
1: That is awesome. You you put smiles on both our faces there because those weren't (laughs) players that I I figured you would say, hey, I got to pay a bill here real quick. Thank you to UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find in hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road, right here in Kinston, for all your healthcare needs, or call them at 252 522 7000. You can also email them at, info at lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, Thank you so much to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. Scott Whittington, it does not get much bigger than this. Uh, We have Terrence Copper as our big interview here today on the Brian Hanks Show. And i got to ask you this. Staying back with your NFL career here, which of the four teams that you played for, the Cowboys, the Saints, the Ravens, and the Chiefs, Do you most closely identify with, even today, uh, Terrence, I mean, that you look at and maybe, and I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but maybe that you pull for a little bit more. Are they all equal? uh, Which one do you most closely identify with, Terrence? You know what? All of them,
3: I can say this. I played with the Ravens the least amount of time, but I've been in contact with the Ravens through, maybe not verbal contact, but through, them sending stuff I've been in constant contact with them year in year out from them sending stuff to me you know uh, sending cards sending birthday gift birthday cards packages you know so the Ravens do a great job of staying in contact with their former players and just really showing appreciation so the Ravens and Scott you probably love this but the Ravens organization (laughs) is top-notch it is top-notch so all you Ravens fans out there, be proud. Be proud because they are top notch. Hey. Uh, everywhere else, I had a great time as well. Uh, but I, I'm telling you, look at a little deeper with you. This is how – this is the best places I had. So a lot of people ask asking, where was the best place you played? And I tell people all the time, it all depends on where I was at maturity-wise. So when I was young, I'm just getting into the NFL. Uh, I'm, what, 21, 22 I'm in Dallas, I'm in New Orleans, so I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, I wasn't a family guy back then, just being honest. I wasn't a family guy back then, so I enjoyed being out in the the club scene and doing everything I wanted to do at a young age. I enjoyed that when I was in Kansas City, when I was in New Orleans. When I got to Baltimore, I started my transition, but when I got to Kansas City, Kansas City I was – I was more of an old head now, as they say in the league. Uh, I was more in a leadership position. I was more of a family guy, mature-wise now. Now I was more of, you know, I was really into, you know, just the family side of things, which I wasn't early in my career. I wasn't. Uh, but once I got to Kansas City, I just matured more because I was older. Mentally, I matured more, and I became more of a family guy. So I love Kansas City. You know, so it, I loved every place I've been, but it just all depends on what did I love about it when it came to my maturity. And so that's what I say when it comes to which place I love the most. It was all of them, but it just depends on where I was at maturity-wise.
1: That is awesome. No, go ahead. I'm sorry ahead. to interrupt you. Please continue, please. It, the one I connect to, I have to say
3: New Orleans. I still got to say New Orleans, okay. but I actually – and do a podcast in New Orleans. I used to do, used to do a podcast in New Orleans. So I got to say, New Orleans.
1: Well, here's going to be your, I hope, your easiest question that we have ENC barbecue versus Kansas City barbecue. Who wins?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you asked that. Thank you. Because look, I've been eating. me and my wife and my children, we was in Kansas City. We've been debating with people in Kansas City forever because they ain't talking about, well, I Kansas City better than. So we tell look, this is the difference. Y'all are barbecue-based. And to me, when that comes to barbecue, they don't even look at barbecue the way we look at barbecue. <laughs> barbecue for people in Kansas City, no disrespect, barbecue for people in Kansas City is more like cookout food. You know, it's like uh, ribs, you know, that that type stuff. But our barbecue is totally different. You know, we have, you know, we got the pulled pork barbecue. We got the vinegar-based. And theirs is more barbecue. So they're... Their barbecue is more than something you would eat at a at a cookout. That is that is the barbecue. Like when I say a cook, I'm talking about a backyard cookout. Yeah,
1: and burn ins bar- I've been to Kansas City a couple yeah. of times. The so first one thing I like there, the burn ends are pretty doggone good, aren't they? They're they're good. They can, it's, look, the, the food is amazing there, but
3: it's just different from Carolina barbecue. I just wish they called their barbecue
1: something else. <laughs> there you go. Terrence Copper on the line with us. I cannot believe 25 minutes have blown by, and uh, we're up against it. But I we have to ask you a question about uh, – at least one question about Tyreek. Hey, let me – will you come back on with us in a in a month or so? Yeah. Just, I'll, I'll, anytime you invite me, I'm on. Well, we're, we've both got our arms in the air and celebrating over here. That is awesome. But we got to ask you about Tyreek, man. I mean, just – what a an addition he has been to uh, Kenston. Uh, I mean, he was last year, but this year, what he? I mean, you put the ball within, and this is what we said. I, you know, we do uh, football games here on a uh, nine sixty bet on the ball, and uh, this is what uh, Jimmy Smith and I said all year. You put the ball within three yards of him. I'm not talking about putting it in his hands. I'm talking about put the football within three yards of his hands. He's going to catch it. And then the difference he's made on this basketball team this year. Perry Tindall said it uh, here on the show. I believe it was last week when he we were talking about Tyreek. And he just, uh, just said, listen, that's been the difference between our first three or four games of the year when Tyreek came and joined the team. I guess my my overreaching question here to you, Terrence, is just uh, hey, tell us a little bit about Tyreek and what you know. We just see him on the football field and we see him on the basketball court. What kind of young man is Tyreek Copper? He is. One <laughs> of my wife,
3: she does she uses his name as a as when she's describing something <laughs> because Tyreek is just Tyreek. Like his personality is he's laid back. He's smart for one. He's very intelligent. Uh, I don't know if he – if you don't talk to him, you may not know because he's kind of just laid back, standoffish sometimes until he gets to know you, but he's very intelligent. He's very smart. I'm talking about smart, like 4.3, 4.4 GPA. Wow. Type smart. Wow. Uh, You take AP classes. Uh, He's just a good kid. He goes to church on Sundays. Uh, he's he's a good kid. He's always been a good kid. He's always been a good kid to be around. That's he he got his PlayStation. He put his PlayStation in his room, and so now we hardly ever see him. So we made him put it down in the living room, just so he can come out of his room, and so we can spend some time with him because we like being around him because he's he's a good, a funny person to be around. Very charismatic, charismatic, and he just does a he does a great job when it comes to our family of just bringing everything together. We can tell when he's not around uh, in the house and we can tell when he is around in the house, you know, so we enjoy being around him. And I know, I know he's my son and, and I don't want to just sound arrogant because I want to keep talking about my son. But and we don't. We try not to tell him these things. We try to keep things on the wrap. So hopefully he don't even hear this interview. <laughs> but but me and my wife and we are we are a very big fan of his. But we try to keep him grounded because we love the way he go about the game. Uh, we love the way he competes, and we love the way he's not an arrogant kid. He's he's very humble, uh, and we love that about him. And we also we're also one of his biggest fans as well. We don't tell him that. I mean, he know we we like him, but. You don't know how much we like him, you know. So, but we have, we try to keep him grounded and just and understand that he has to work. Uh, that never stops. And and if he wants to get to whatever level he wants to get to, whether that's basketball, whether that's football, he understands that the work never stops. No matter what happens, the work never stops. And so that's his mindset. Listen.
1: Terrence Copper, I cannot even begin to tell you, I've been a fan of yours from afar for many years. Uh, Scott, I don't even have to tell you that. You know how Scotty Boy over here is just a huge, huge fan of yours. This has been a treat for us. Thank you so much for being so generous with your time here with us this morning. Would love to have you back sure. on before uh, basketball season is over because so many. Listen, Terrence, I didn't get to half the questions that I wanted to ask you today. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being so generous with your time and uh, spending time with us this morning on the Brian Hanks Show, sir.
3: Yes, sir. Thank you all for having me on. It was a pleasure. Please, anytime you want to invite me on, please invite me. I enjoyed it, and I love talking sports
2: with y'all guys. So anytime I am free, please invite me. I'm ready. Terrence, thank you so much for doing this. You're one of the good guys, and it's always good to talk to you.
1: I appreciate it, Scott. Thank you, man. Thank you. There you go. Thank you so much, Terrence Copper. Just so many titles. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon, sir. All right. Bye-bye. There you go. Uh, Hey, Scott, thank you again. Man, what a great interview. How much fun? 30 minutes. We did 30 Yeah. We were originally only going to do about 15 or 20 minutes, but, man, he's just so Mm -hmm. good. I mean, that was was amazing. Listen, Scott, thank you. That was you that set that up. I really do appreciate you, okay? in time dude you, you know it there you go hey let's play the birthday game we'll come back and wrap up this friday january the 19th edition of the brian hanks show right after that today is friday january the 19th in year of our lord 2024 thank god it's friday it's the first uh, it's the first week i've had to work monday through friday since like the middle of december okay i know y'all feel sorry for me i mean don't don't you
4: jonathan how have you survived? As you survived? Cut your eyes at me. Oh, man, I can't. I just it's hard to fathom that uh, you've survived this long, you know, in a work week. I'm
1: telling you, I had to work every single day this week. I don't know how I've done it. Sold my
0: soul to the company store.
4: (laughs) But I'm proud of
1: myself, John
0: Dawson. Well, I know that. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) How how was dinner last night with
0: uh, your birthday dinner yesterday? You are now 51 years and one day old. It was great. I was. uh, It was a nice, quiet evening with the family. Um you know, it was very low key. How was Lucille? Well, she's dead.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay, the dog. What's your
0: dog's
1: name? Millie. Millie, that's right. That wasn't that funny. Okay, it was pretty
0: funny. Sounds <laughs> good.
1: How was Millie the dog? What'd she do for she, you for your she birthday? She was alive. Yeah what she do for you for your birthday?
0: Well, she's she's mainly hound, so she comes up to the window and looks at us while we're eating and goes, <laughs> <laughs> does that for an hour.
1: Oh, see, I would get you to do it again, but you would, A, you wouldn't do it, but I B. I just did uh, it. I want you to do it again, no. though. No. <laughs> I think that's how we'll end today's birthday game, though, is having him do uh, Millie again. Dude, that was really good. I'll
0: record it one night and bring it in because I'm not exaggerating oh, please, one eye. Please do. Oh, I want to hear it, this. It's, it's she, and she even gets double clutch and she'll go... I mean, she's, she's insane. <laughs> it's like an alien with a, 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 a vitamin deficiency. She's just out of her mind. Dude, that is so awesome. Okay, Uh Jonathan Massey,
1: well, you know what? We, we got to keep today a little bit short with all the guests that we've got. Oh, on we got plenty show. of
4: time, Brian. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, bef- before you ask, uh, my granddad, also did. <laughs> uh,
0: Abraham Lincoln, out of here! Wow, <laughs> goodness gracious! <laughs> <Christ. laughs>
1: Was funny yeah but man that Wow I don't even know we've got three dead people that are part of the birthday game today too Whew. yeah there you go hey Jonathan Massey you won yesterday uh, uh-huh. tell us about a goco technology service provider
4: well Goeco uh, technology service providers um, they're a great company they they help you keep track of um, all the small details when you're when you're running your business like what clients not to mail stuff to because they're dead or um you know, other things that may get overlooked in your day-to-day, they, uh, they do the best to help you make the most of your business and help it flourish. So if you would like to get in on that train, you need to give Jock a call at 252 252 286 286 Or visit their websites at goeconc.com or whatisgoeco.com for more information. Back to you, Brian. I
1: love it. I love it. Like I said, we're going to just go ahead and jump into this. We've got three musicians. This musician is live. I'm trying to remember. Surely we've done her birthday before, and I bet we probably have every year, uh, John Dawson.
4: Oh, Dolly Parton. Fan? Yeah. I am too. I, mean, I,
0: don't, I don't buy her records, but I'm. A, I mean, she's a great – people don't realize how many great songs she's written. She wrote the Whitney Houston hit. I Will Always Love You. Right. Yep. She released it, her version years before. Her version is good. It's just different. Whitney Houston's version is great. But, yeah. um Her, her songwriting uh, credibility is often overlooked. Huh. But, Did you see uh,
1: for a Dallas Cowboys game – you know what I'm getting ready to say, but I bet you Dawson's not a big fan of football as we are – she uh dressed up as a Dallas. I mean, I'm talking. About this is like two I months saw, ago. I saw a
0: picture on Facebook or something. Yeah, she
1: dressed up like a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader, and can I tell you something?
0: She pulled it off. She's had more work than space shuttle. She will tell you that, too, which even makes you, endears endears her. She told Letterman, it takes a lot of money to look this cheap. (laughs) She's just
1: amazing, man. Dolly Parton. And this is the part I didn't know since I don't have kids or anything, but I guess she has poured millions of dollars into making sure every kid has books to read in America.
4: Yeah, she's a great philanthropist. Yeah, we actually, uh, summer, uh, when Maris was born, or right before Maris was born, signed up for that thing. So we've gotten a book every month from you. Yeah.
0: Did you know that? Did you do that for the tax deductions? I didn't realize that was available when
1: my kids were... Well, I mean, she's of, been... Uh, allegedly, she's been doing it for like 25 years, dude. Yeah. I need to get out more. <laughs> well, that's obvious, but uh, but just, man, I love Dolly Parton, man. And mm. I could not I love this song. I, there's probably only... Islands in the Stream. I love that that she does with uh, Kenny Rogers. with Kenny Rogers. Yeah, that yeah was our written, boy that, that over was, here. That going. was written
0: by Gib. That was written by the main Gibb. Barry Gibb? Yeah, I didn't know. Good Lord, he's uh, singing background with him on the chorus. Did not know that. Had no yeah. idea, man. She's just, dude. She's so lovable, man. And mm-hmm. it just... she, another thing on her Letterman thing was top ten pet peeves, and number one was I got a great butt too. <laughs> Like people don't pay attention to her backside. <laughs> ah, that's well done.
1: I Man. like that. You do too, though, John. Hey. What, what do you like about Dolly Parton over
0: there? Just,
4: just a good human being, yeah. which is it's rare to find in, in show business, and she's the epitome of what most people should – strive to be i suppose
1: oh absolutely here's the thing and i think we might have talked about this on last year's birthday game the rock and roll hall of fame wanted to induct her you know i mean the, you know the rock and roll hall of fame they induct I, don't get it i'm not i know they induct hip-hop artists who i don't think should be in the rock and i love hip-hop but i don't think it, hip-hop artists should be in the in rock and roll hall of fame nor should dolly uh, nor should dolly but Did you? They asked, please. You know, she was elected, blah, blah, blah. She turned it down. Yeah. Okay. She's a decent person. But she put together a rock rock album album, cover, or what what do you call it? Like, of cover songs. Yeah. Nothing original, but like, and even took it, like Jolene, and made it a rock song. Mm -hmm. And said, you know what? I've made a rock album now. If you still want to do it, I'll I'll mm-hmm. accept it. And they did. She's going to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall she of Fame. She did the
0: right thing, but if they if they're trying to give you you look you look too bad if you turn down an awards, but she yep. handled that the best you probably you could have handled it. She's there. so awesome, man. I love Dolly Parton.
1: But uh let's talk about how old she is. Jonathan Massey, you won yesterday's show. Uh, I should mention too, Dawson you lead 5 days to 3 still, and I know I kind of jinxed you a little bit yesterday. There's no way you're going to lose uh uh, January okay there's just no way I mean you were up five days are to we two. short on
0: time today we are we
1: okay. are but you're not going to lose today okay right, or yeah. uh, lose this month okay uh, Jonathan Massey how old today is the great Dolly Parton
4: 79
1: you say 79 John Dawson uh, 78 and you got it perfectly how about that she was born January and eight. were you thinking that no oh she was born January nineteenth, nineteen forty-six. She is seventy-eight. I would love to meet her. Have you ever met her in all your music travels?
0: No, I just I didn't know. I met Willie Nelson's daughter at Vernon Park Mall when I was ten. She was performing there. <laughs> okay, that's the I'm, I don't I haven't met many country music people. Okay, well I would love to meet her.
1: Okay, uh, next one. I and I remember, like I said, when we get to Friday, think about it, this is our fifth year doing the uh, birthday game. We've now done these birthdays five times, so I'm trying to stay away. But I know we did this birthday last year too. But uh, one of the best impressionists in uh, in the game today, uh, he's a comedian also, uh, Frank
0: Caliendo. Best Pacin- his Pacino has entertained me for many hours. His John Madden. You close your eyes Boom. and hear him do John hey. Madden. You
1: can't. I, I challenge you. You can't tell the difference. You
0: listen well, you to can John. Tell the Ma- difference, but he's just very good. I can tell the difference. Okay, well, you're a better person than I am too. Well, that goes without saying.
1: But I can't. Mm-hmm. I have actually. I, you know what? If we, when we don't, doggone it.
0: Maybe one day we'll do that. I'd love to do that. Letterman but, brought him out as a ge- as John Madden as a guest one night, which he him We played it did. last year. Yeah, and he was, you know, uh, his Madden his Pacino. His D- George W. Bush was genius. Yeah frank caliendo over there john dawson how old is he today and would you not agree the best in the game today right him and that guy sean somebody that does trump is the only the only one i can think that's close to i know shane gillis that's what i'm thinking about yeah um hater does some but he does really obscure ones well that's what makes him a genius the alan alda i still can't get over um 48 uh you say 48
4: what do you say john is massey Before I say, watch him. Uh, There's a video of either his wife or his daughter shouting out celebrity names as he reads the night before Christmas.
1: Who's that, (laughs) Caliendo? Yeah. Oh, that. Now I want to see that. If we had more time today, I would do it. I promise. You said 48? Yeah. 49. Uh, You are closer. He was born January 19, 1974. He is 50 years old today. Oh. Frank Caliendo. Who got Dolly Parton? he did you did okay so it's one to one man uh, for the first time this week somebody doesn't jump out to a perfect game oh, uh, uh i i'm not sure we in fact i'm almost positive this is the first time we've done this uh birthday he's one half of this band uh and let me tell you uh he died in 2014 this artist did
0: oh here this is good The Everly Brothers. Wake up little Susie," Love this song. Great guitar on this. Everly that. Brothers? Just for the harmonies alone. I love
1: the guitar on this. What's Phil Everly? He passed away in uh 2014. Uh you, you know this, right? You've heard this, right? Uh, can I tell him what year it came out? Sure. You gave him one yesterday, so uh here we go. Uh this came out in what you up a couple of little in 1958. Look oh, at you, 59. 1958. Yep. Uh, Phil Everly died in 2014. How old would he be if he had not died? Jonathan Masson. 89. You say 89. John Dawson. How old would Phil Everly be? 90. You went the wrong direction. He was born January 19th, 1939. So uh, he would uh, only be 85 today. Wow. So uh, how about that? So when this came out, he's born in 39, This came out, he was 19
0: when this came out, there you go. But Everly Brothers, oh, Mass- massively influential.
1: Well, I can't wait, so I, I'm sure we've done this birthday, I, just like I said, I, I always keep forgetting uh da, da 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 i love her i love her and then that podcast i'll try to get you to listen to that you've never listened to uh the 500 rock songs <laughs> that's our little thing it was uh the, i think the latest one was about if it no the latest one was about the beatles this was the one
0: before
2: Oh, chris christopherson
0: wrote this it was Janis joplin's version I love. I love. She, I got, love the, she her. got the lyric wrong about the chain slipping time, and she sang the lyric wrong on her version. On purpose or no? She's probably high. Yeah, probably.
1: You want to hear a sad story? And I'm being very sincere here. Uh, you need to uh, you, the Janis Joplin story on that 500. Oh God, Just, when she
0: goes back to that high school reunion after she's made it, does it go into that? Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Are you familiar with this, Jonathan? Massey? She went back thinking she was going to conquer them, and it was just as bad, if not worse. Yeah, it was worse. Mm. They all mocked her and
1: made fun because she had a really rough one. She was in high school. She she wasn't
0: the well, was,
1: wasn't now. deemed pretty. Exactly, that's, that's a good way to put it. And uh, she had made it. It was ten years after her uh, high school. Uh, she was the biggest graduation. female
0: singer on the planet. Went back to her high school reunion, and they mocked her even more. Yeah. Just awful, man. Just yeah.
1: absolutely. And I didn't put on here what year she died. Uh, let me look that up here real quick. Don't you look it up. I'm looking it up. <laughs> when did Janis Joplin? 1970. She died in
4: 1970. Uh,
1: how old today? John Dawson. Would Janis Joplin be? Dude, and I just... she All she ever wanted to do was just sing. I mean, she didn't have, like I said, he did three and a half hours on Janice Joplin, mm-hmm. okay? And she had a big heart. She gave to everyone around her. She, you know, she was broke because she helped everybody around her. I think she, she wanted beat to be. up
0: Jim Morrison one night in a club. Beat him over the head with a bottle.
1: Yep. Uh, 78. You say she would be 78. Now, who's who's leading right now? Who got uh, Phil Everly? You did, right? I, I did. Oh, you did. So you lead 2-1. to one. What did you say? 78. And what did you say? 81. She was born January the nineteenth, nineteen forty-three. She is indeed eighty-one years old today. How'd you know that?
4: Twenty-seven club.
1: Ah, there mm, you go. She yeah. was. That's right. That's right. Ding, ding, ding. She was uh, twenty-seven. Uh, Janis Joplin,
0: just musical. I mean, she had. She wasn't really a writer, but she had a great voice. She kind of sang like Big Mama Thornton, the woman who started first recorded uh, "Hound Dog." Uh, Her best music was with her first band, Big Brother and the Holding Company, Peace of My Heart. That kind of acid blues stuff was her best stuff.
1: Well, there you go. Uh, So you got that, Jonathan. So you've clinched the day then, right? Three to one? That's right so it doesn't matter this last one then Edgar Allan Poe today is his birthday too Uh, he uh, would be 215 years old and uh, I guess uh, Dawson got that one so uh, Massey wins today three to two uh, Dawson leads five days to four sorry we had to cut that short by about a minute listen happy birthday Molly Taylor I love you Molly just awesome to Delmas Brown to Montel Jones to Martha Bishop to Chris Justice to Lois Presley man some great local birthdays there hey Thank you, thank you, thank you so much to uh, Terrence Copper for joining us here in the second hour, to Isaac Parson, to uh, Zach Pierce and Paul Whittington in our first hour. Man, we've got another great week of shows uh, lined up for you next week, but have a good weekend. We will see you on Monday on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.